0: For some, visiting cabins in the summer, maybe even in the winter, is a fun time. But for others, it can be nothing short of a horror movie. Welcome back to The Swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today we're going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true cabin horror stories. As always, if you have a story that you'd like to share in a future video be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going. Now, let's get into these creepy and allegedly true cabin horror stories. I am currently a 24-year-old male living in the Midwest. The occurrence I will be describing in this story happened often in my childhood, all the way up until I left home for college. My parents have lived in the same southeast Illinois home ever since I was born. The bedroom that my baby crib was in is on the ground floor just down the hall from my parents' bedroom. The house is a two-story log cabin with a basement. I am my parents' first child of three. So when my little brother was born, I had to move out of my bedroom and into one of the storage rooms upstairs, which my dad cleaned out and made into a bedroom. This was when I was about five years old, and I was excited to have a whole room to myself on the second floor. I'm not exactly sure when the first occurrence was, but I am sure it was not long after I moved bedrooms. It did not happen every night, but I remember it very clearly, so it must have been pretty often. I would wake up sometime between three and five in the morning to the sound of country music being played. It sounded like it was coming from downstairs. Keep in mind that the way my parents' cabin was built, when you exited my bedroom and went to the left, there was a sort of balcony that overlooked the living room and kitchen. So, after hearing this music, I would get out of bed, go out to the balcony, and look out into the dark rooms to see if my dad were awake and had some music on since he loved country music. He was never awake. When I asked him about it, he said that he never played music if someone was sleeping in the house. So after that first occurrence, I kind of just forgot about it and brushed it off, since it did not really freak me out all that badly. This was only the first time of many this would happen. I would wake up hearing that country music playing very often, but I could never find the source. Usually, once I was back in bed, the music would go away, and it would be quiet, just like any regular house. You might not think that this story is scary, but I have one more detail I have yet to mention. Around the time I started middle school, my parents had my little sister, who now moved into the baby crib room. It was also a chance for me to move bedrooms since my brother also wanted to move, So, I chose to move into the basement bedroom, a strange choice, I know, and my brother moved into the second floor bedroom that I moved out of. Fast forward about 12 years, I have graduated college and have my first quote-unquote real job in my career. My brother is getting ready to start college. There was one day that he was visiting me, and we were out talking about funny things that happened in the past, and I brought up the country music I used to hear. When I mentioned the music, my brother turned and looked at me with a face of pure fear. You heard it too? I told him about the hundreds of nights I would wake up to the music and he said that he had the same exact experience in that room. No other family member ever reported this occurrence except me and my brother who were the only occupants of that bedroom. I do not know if this is a supernatural experience or anything, but I cannot rule it out. My parents were not the first owners of that house, and I do not know anything about the previous owners. If anyone has any explanation, I would love to hear it in the comments. I have a couple of stories to share, all of them involving my family's cabin in Wyoming. So, for starters, I need to put this into context. I was born and raised in South Dakota, and if you ever look at a map of it, you will see that it is a great beige, almost rectangle, with a singular circle of green right in the west side of the state. That is where I grew up. Now, the west side of South Dakota has some amazing sights, and it kind of makes up for there being nothing to do here. But in my opinion, nothing here holds a candle to the cabin. The cabin is exactly what it sounds like. A log cabin with no running water, a well, and a creek adjacent. The only modern asset of it is the electricity that was added back in the 1930s. It is an hour away from my hometown, and if you die up there, there is no chance you will ever be found. So it is my favorite place to go. It was great when I was stressed from high school and just needed to get away. And now that I am 25, it is my favorite place to unwind after a long week. But it has its quirks. I am going to start with the most normal of the stories. Not normal because this stuff happens all the time, but because there was no paranormal, extraterrestrial, ooga-booga stuff involved. I was 13 at my sister's birthday party. My sister and I always celebrate our birthdays up there. My dad had to leave to take my sister's friends who could not sleep over back to their homes. My mom does not like to spend the night up there, so she left before the sun went down as well. This left 13-year-old me with about 5 10-11-year-old girls. In short, I was miserable. I was poking at the fire planning on dropping some scary stories so that they would have nightmares when I heard a distinct rustling noise coming from the dry creek just ahead of us. I looked up from the fire and saw a figure approaching us. I told my sister to quietly get back to the cabin. She looked at me and she was about to say why, when she saw that my eyes were fixated on a singular point. She followed my gaze and not long after seeing an old, bearded, wide-eyed man. Stumbling towards us, she screamed, prompting her friends to scream, and they all ran back to the cabin. The screaming stunned me as I was sure that this man would now proceed to kill me, and after he was done, march to the cabin and finish off the girls. But that did not happen. He stopped, and just started mumbling. I could only make out a few words. Deer, rope, crick, and razor blades. Eventually, I gathered up the courage to tell him off, I let him know that there were guns in the cabin, and if he did not leave, I would go get one. After I said this, I began backing towards the cabin, and eventually retreated inside. We told my dad when he got back what happened, and he wasted no time gathering up people from the surrounding community. The guy was eventually caught, but not by police. He was caught by his daughter who thanked my dad and I. I was not there for that. I guess this guy was just an incredibly old man with dementia who wandered out of his cabin and followed the road to ours, thinking it was one of the cutoffs of the creek. As for the razor blades, back in the 70s, a group of rednecks got tired of city people swimming in their creek. So, on one of the rope swings, they attached razor blades. A bunch of kids cut their hands up and the rednecks were never caught, and all they managed to do was get the rope swing cut down from the creek. Ultimately, I feel sadder than scared when I remember this. However, This is only the first story I have from there. The next one happened when I was 19 years old. My first long-term relationship had just ended, and to say I was taking it hard would be an understatement. Fortunately, my childhood friend, who I will call Josh, was coming back to South Dakota from basic training. This was also around my birthday, so I had already gotten some days off from work. There ended up being a ton of people who came out. In fact, there was no room for me to sleep inside the cabin. That was not an issue for me though, as at the time I drove a Subaru hatchback and I had no qualms about sleeping in my car. I had a whole system. I blew up an air mattress, put down the back seats, slid it in, and I was off to the races. The air mattress took up the entirety of my back seat and trunk, leaving no room for me to put my clothes anywhere. So, I grabbed some hangers from the cabin. When it was time to go to bed, I hung up my clothes on the side... I kept the door open because I liked the night air while I sleep. The weight and warmth of the blankets mixing with the general feeling of chill that came from the mountain night air was very relaxing. I was even happier when it started to rain. However, that night I woke up with a strange feeling just kind of looming around me. I sat up and got a little disappointed at how deflated the air mattress had gotten. Before I started to hear the soft squishing noises of bare feet in mud and grass. I looked out the windows to see who was coming to scare me. I was naturally irritated and called out saying something to the effect of, Get out of here, I hear you. But no one made their presence known. I bit the bullet and threw the covers from me, hopping out of the car in the pouring rain. I looked around my car and did not see anyone. I was super confused and a little bit scared, but I decided it was a good idea just to go back to sleep. As I wrapped myself back up, I began drifting off to the sound of raindrops tapping the roof of my car, and then, when I was about to go back to sleep, there was a loud thump that ripped me awake and sent me flying back up. It sounded as though someone had just slammed the back window of my car, and thus, I did not sleep that night at all. When the sun started to come up, I donned my clothes, which were somehow still dry, and began to search the surroundings. Sure enough, There were footprints around my car and a single handprint on the back window. I thought about letting the group know, but I decided against it as they probably would not believe me even if I showed them the evidence, but also because I did not want to ruin the weekend. The only one I tell is Josh, who also said it was a good idea not to tell anyone. He is a very spiritual person and believed then, as he does now, that it was a ghost. I have a few other stories. But this is already way too long, so I would just end it on the most recent happening up there. Due to financial irresponsibility that is 100% on me, I now live with my parents again. At the age of 25, as such, I have been helping out where I can, doing the shopping, mowing the lawn, and taking the dogs out. But recently, my dad and I have started renovating the cabin at the beginning of the summer. We fixed the road, which had collapsed in the 80s, and we have been driving around for years on end and fixed up the well so that it pumps water now. We finished the good renovations yesterday, actually. Some family friends came up after all the renovations, and we all had a good time. Beers were had, and the cabin was full of laughter. Around 3 o'clock, I packed up my stuff and left for home. After a few hours, my mom got back from work and told me she was heading up to the cabin with my dad and the family friends. I assumed they would be gone for a couple of hours at most, but by 9, I figured they were just spending the night up there. My mom still does not like doing that, but will do so to make my dad happy. But at 11, I heard the heavy front door shut. When I came out of my room, I I saw them both walking in like something bad had happened. I said I thought they were spending the night, and my mom said no very quickly. My dad asked for help tomorrow to help him fix up his car, which apparently quit on him up there. Then he said, After that, we'll go for a hike and find out what that god-awful noise was. He said it sounded like a horse violently dying and my mom backed him up. Apparently, everyone up there heard it, and the festivities stopped shortly after. Unfortunately, I am busy today using my free time to type this out, so I cannot go up there to help him, but honestly, after all the stuff that has happened, the two things I wrote about here... A strange sound like a horse violently dying does not shock me in the least. I love that cabin. I always will. But there is something in the hills that could very well be dangerous. When night falls up there, your best bet is to leave. Hey, swamp folk. Sorry to interrupt these stories. I just need to take one quick moment to let you guys know about today's sponsor. HelloFresh has been a sponsor for a while now, and I'm sure you guys are familiar with them. I've been using HelloFresh myself for quite a while, a little bit over a year now, and it's really helped me in my meal planning. Honestly, before HelloFresh, I spent way too much money on eating out. With HelloFresh, I have saved hundreds of dollars and eat at home way more often. HelloFresh cuts out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or even quicker. Honestly, it takes me no time when I do this. HelloFresh offers 25 or more recipes to choose from each week from vegetarian meals to craft burgers and extra special gourmet options. I've tried all of these, and I honestly love them. There's something for everyone to enjoy. There's recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Like I've said, I've been using HelloFresh for over a year now, and it's honestly been great. I can't rave enough about how simple it is. It comes once a week in a nice discreet box, Go to HelloFresh.com slash Swamped12 and use code Swamped12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Swamped12 and use code Swamped12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. Try out HelloFresh today and find out why it's America's number one meal kit. Now, back to the stories. Hi, Swamp Dweller. My name is David, and I would like to tell you what happened to me a couple of years ago. I never told anybody about my experience because I am afraid I would be laughed at, so I will keep my last name out of it. Anyways, it was springtime in 2019. I was camping out in one of my small cabins around my private 85-acre lake. This property has been in my family since God knows when, but it has been decades. Here in the deep south of the United States... We are surrounded by nothing but local wildlife, so we do not have neighbors except for the animals that inhabit Georgia. One night, I decided to go fishing for catfish with my wife sleeping in the cabin. I used my headlamp to see everything that I am doing, like getting my poles ready and into the rod holders. I was ready to catch some monster blue catfish as I was using a rotted shrimp for bait. I caught a few nice ones which were about 20 to 30 pounds at least, but they get much bigger than that in this lake. After I had caught the fourth fish, I heard a rustle in the woods about 60 or so yards away. Leaves were crunching from heavy footsteps. I thought it was nothing more than a deer at first, so I did not think much of it. Then I realized that this was way bigger than the average deer, and whatever it was, was walking in my direction but more in the direction of the lake, if that makes any sense. I tried turning my head to shine the light of its whereabouts, thinking to myself, what the hell is that? I could not get a single glimpse of this thing. The next thing I know, I hear what sounds like a small tree swinging around. I do have crab apple trees, so I'm guessing this thing was trying to shake them to eat them. Still, we do not have any creatures that will do something like that, to my knowledge, so I am more alert as I carry a gun on my right hip in its holster. The creature, or whatever it was, had finally gotten a little bit closer. I panicked and had my hand ready to unholster my gun. I was not going to let it get any closer to me. As I unstrapped my gun, I was scared to make a noise, so I was not going to try to warn it off. My headlamp was aiming directly at this thing, but I still could not see it very clearly. All I know is that this thing was dark brown as I got a glimpse of its long hair. We don't have bears in this area. I was convinced that this thing was a Bigfoot. The monstrous creature noticed the light from my headlamp, so I was more panicked than ever. I could not hesitate any longer, so I aimed my gun right at it and took a few shots. It took off after the gunshots and I hauled my butt back into the cabin. I never heard from it again. My wife woke up and asked me what the gunshots were about, so I told her exactly what went down. We spent the rest of the night at the cabin. The next morning, I decided to go where I thought the creature was standing, and I found large footprints on the muddy bank. It had large feet bigger than the average person. The toe shapes were unbelievable. I was sure that I shot the thing, so I tried looking for blood trails. The thing is, as there was a spurt of blood on the green leaves of a medium-sized pine tree. I tried to find if there was more blood anywhere else. I did find more on some leaves in the green grass, but the trail of blood suddenly came to a stop. I did not see a body anywhere, but I did make casts of the footprints and sent them to the BFRO. They analyzed the cast and came to a result that it was in fact a Sasquatch. We do not even have any reports of them below central parts of Georgia, Until now, I happen to be the first person to encounter one this far below the Appalachian Trail, according to the researchers. I live in a large city at the foot of Pikes Peak in Colorado. This story takes place a few years ago in a smaller town in the mountains right near Pikes Peak. A little background about this area before we go forward. Here in Colorado, we have a history of multiple Native American tribes that once occupied a lot of the land here, but sadly, that is not the case anymore. Growing up here, we have all heard the legends and scary stories, but never thought they were real until this happened. My childhood best friend has a log cabin looking house far up in the mountains that her dad built from the ground up. We would often have sleep over days or even weeks at a time. So, when something paranormal like this happened, it took a lot of time for me to go back there. So, I will describe the layout of the house because that will become important later on. She had a trampoline in her living room. Yes, it was a full-size trampoline, net and all. It's pretty weird, I know. The second floor of her house was open in a way that there was a balcony that you could look over and see the living room. So, her brother's room was right up there next to the balcony, with those, like, office cubicle walls separating it for privacy. Okay, so it was a normal sleepover where we watch movies and drink hot cocoa on a cold winter night. And after it was maybe 1am, we started to get the trampoline ready for us to sleep on, like laying down blankets and getting pillows when one of those large cardboard rolls that are left after you use wrapping paper flew over the separating wall of the balcony. Thinking it was her brother telling us to be quiet, we brushed it off. We then go to brush our teeth and wash our faces and come out to see the water bottle on the trampoline that we assumed her brother had thrown over again. My friend grabs it and notices an odd smell coming from it. She unscrews the lid and it was a disgusting scent of vomit. Not just any vomit though, like the most potent disgusting smelling vomit that made our eyes burn and water as we were gagging we head upstairs to confront her brother we see he is not there and we think he is hiding from us so we start looking for him and telling him to come out with no response we decided to go tell her mom and when we entered her room we see her brother sleeping on the floor right next to her parents bed and we got really confused We then woke her mom up at about 1am and she was obviously mad, so we explain what happened, that her brother was throwing stuff at us from the balcony, and she explains that he has been in here since 9pm, and we both get chills and our eyes go wide, because we realized if he were to wake up and go upstairs, we would have noticed it, but we were alone in the living room all night long. Refusing to go back out there, we sleep in the room with her and the stepdad, and in the morning, we get the courage to go upstairs. To our horror, when we go upstairs, there were things thrown all about. It looked like Freddy Krueger went crazy. There were claw-like marks all over the walls and through several posters. Books were knocked off shelves, clothes were ripped out of drawers, and just a complete mess. It looked like a wild animal ruined everything and robbed them at the same time. The scariest thing is, nobody ever heard anything, all night long. Later that day, my friend went to take a shower while I finished my dinner, and about ten minutes in, I hear a blood-curdling scream and run upstairs to find my friend in tears naked and afraid and had to explain what happened to me. What she said has scared me to this day. She said while she was mid-shampoo in the shower, eyes closed, she heard the door open and assumed it was me, so she just asked if I was finished eating, and she got no response, so when she rinsed and looked up, she saw the bathroom empty and thought she was just hearing things and brushed it off. So when she got out, she bent down to put her hair in the towel. Something grabbed her and whipped her in the face. She said that for a split second she swore she could see a Native American looking woman with a wolf skin on her. She swear she saw her put her finger to her lips and went, Shh. And that is when she let out a scream and I came running. We ended up burning sage throughout the house and tried to investigate who owned the land before her family, and her mother stated that it was only recently they started selling land to build it due to Native Americans owning it. To this day, we still have many unanswered questions. Why did the water bottle smell like that? Why were things being thrown from upstairs in the first place? And what were her spirit's true intentions? Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true cabin horror stories. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this gets, the more YouTube promotes it in its algorithm and that's very helpful to the channel. If you're listening to this on iTunes or another podcast platform, please give this a five-star rating as that truly helps us grow on those platforms. If you're new to The Swamp, why not join us, hit that subscribe button, and turn on notifications to never miss a new video, as I upload them almost every single day, and all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, whether it's from a cabin or somewhere else, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net, or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp, It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium and still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. And like I said, it's absolutely free to do so. If you guys would like to support The Swamp outside of hitting that like button, subscribing, and giving the podcast a 5 star rating, maybe check out the merch store. I've everything from t-shirts, face masks, and hoodies. I'd love to see you guys wearing some. Thank you guys as always for the support you give this channel. I couldn't do this on a daily basis without you guys. I'll see you soon with another creepy video.